0: Hey guys, this is Pete, and you're listening to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. And I have a new segment here on stuff. It's called Running Up the Score, and I have a t- I have a co-host, uh, Tom. Tom, how are you there?
1: I am here, and I am not a co-host. I am the co-host. You're
0: you're a co-host.
1: You're something. <laughs> so Tom and
0: I, we decided that we wanted to do something fun on a uh, on stuff here. I mean, we we do talk a lot of geek and and all that fun stuff, but uh, stuff, so to speak, and. We needed some sports, and I wanted someone that uh, kind of knows sports, I and mean, he's a he's a Cowboys fan, so he doesn't know much, so yeah. I asked Tom to uh, kind of join me and do the show. Uh, running up to score, we're going to talk about everything in the world of sports, um, everything from scores to highlights, but also the big topics of the day, uh, such as um, today we're going to talk about the instant replay. In all sports, Tom, or just in uh, the one in particular, or what do you think?
1: Well, I think uh, we should talk about it over all sports because um, I, I think in some sports it works better than others. Um, I, for the most part, I hate it. So obviously <laughs> you'll obviously you'll get that part of my opinion uh, as a as a sports purist. I think the more people listen, they're going to realize that I probably should be an eighty year old man uh, wearing slippers and and dragging myself around the, the living room. But you do that uh, anyway. That's right. That's, that's true. <laughs> you did it anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think because it, instant replay has kind of taken a life of its own in every sport, some sports have taken it to what I think is ridiculous degrees and others, you know, there are things that I can kind of accept and move on. So let's let's just do it as a general a general topic.
0: Okay, to, so uh, since instant replay is your favorite subject. It's um, one of my favorites. That's yeah. I'll let you start. Where do you want to go? What sport do you want to start in?
1: Well, let's start, uh, I think, football. Okay. Because, for one thing, football is probably the nearest and dearest to both of our hearts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, there are other sports like basketball. As we go through, you'll find that I don't watch a lot of basketball. Just like every other sport, I do have opinions. Um, Most of them are half-baked and based on 50% information and 50% emotion, but... Uh, definitely football is something that, that you and I both pay attention to probably all day Saturday, all day Sunday, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. So, Yeah, when um, it's not on, ever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're, we're just chomping at the bit for the draft. So, uh, you know, we're we're some of those sickos that, that just can't get enough of football.
0: Well, you know, I heard they're adding instant replay to the draft as well.
1: No, it's <laughs> I'm sure some teams wish that they would. Yeah, please take that pick <laughs> back from me. Cleveland's been asking that for at least 20 years now, right? <laughs> Every time they say the words, Cleveland has selected a quarterback and the entire nation groans, we should all get a replay on that. That's right. So,
0: in in football, the instant replay, um, we've had some calls where it's helped teams. Obviously, it hurts teams. Um, let's... Let's talk about a specific instant replay and then we can go from there. Um, is, would would uh, the, the Des Bryant catch, is
1: not a catch, uh, a sore subject for you? That's absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's probably the tuck rule uh, for, for, <laughs> for you, all right?
0: Yeah. Just so everybody knows, I'm a Raiders fan. I guess they probably, whoever does listen to this probably already knows I'm a Raiders fan because the two things I do talk about on all my podcasts are either the Raiders,
1: or Back to the Future. So, yes, the tough rule is not my fan. <laughs> right, exactly. And and I think the the entire thing with Des Bryant, obviously I was upset as a Cowboy fan. I mean, who, what Cowboy fan wouldn't have wanted that to go their way? And, of course, you know, sitting there with my fingers crossed and, and knowing that it was probably going to be overturned and sitting there and thinking, oh, you know, maybe they'll just let this call alone. But I think one of the things that, I hate about that one the most if you look at it from an objective point of view is how long the damn thing took to even make a call and how many different angles and how many different slow motions and and everything that went into it that is so unnatural to me where i i I remember and i don't mean to cut you off i just remember that i remember when they first started to do replay if I'm remembering correctly, there was a time where it was like they had a certain time limit or a certain number of times they could look at the play and then the screen would go off. And that was when the guy like went over to the hoodie and he looked underneath the hoodie and, and he got like 30 seconds or whatever. And I think the whole purpose behind that was to say, listen, if you can't make a decision, then a decision shouldn't be made in the first place. Right. It was close. Let it go.
0: Now you've been on this planet for longer than I have. Um, wasn't, a there, lot <laughs> wasn't there a f- wasn't instant replay in football for a while and then they got rid of it, right? No, I
1: think no? there was. I, I think once they started it, and I could be wrong on that, I, I think once they started it, there was always a form of it, but it was so limited um, that you didn't it didn't really become part of such a big part of the game.
0: All right, so do you think instant replay? We I know you don't like it. Sometimes it does help, though. Sometimes it hurts. Yeah. Do you think it's more of the the time it takes? Because it's it's obviously obviously since the inception of instant replay, it's you know it's three, four, five, six minutes sometimes on these plays. Is it that? Is it yeah. because we see now the fan gets to see fifty five different camera angles, right? And yeah. you know, are they worried that? They don't want the referee to look stupid, so to speak, because they do make bad calls all the time. Um, or is it just is it just instant replay in general? I mean, is it um, take it out of the game or not?
1: Um, the only I think the only thing that I like about it is if you had it on a limited basis, where you said, "Listen, if it is a last second touchdown." Uh, It's going to make or break the game. Maybe I could buy into it. What I hate the most is when you have, with two minutes left in the third quarter, and a guy tiptoes on the sideline, and we're going to take ten minutes to take a look at that, I would just assume a good call, bad call there would just be part of the game. Because there's going to be good calls and bad calls the entire game. Uh, you know, you're not, there are certain things that, obviously, you, cannot, you, can't, you can't replay a penalty. You can't replay, you know, certain things like that. So you can have a crappy penalty call, like a, uh, you know, for instance, a, a, a pass interference. And the guy never even touched the receiver, and yet it's called a pass interference. Well, where's the argument that, well, we should be able to look at that, because that was a pivotal game-changing play. Right. But they're allowed to get that one wrong. But a guy tiptoes on the sidelines. We're not allowed to get that one wrong.
0: So if they okay, so we you know they right now it's the replay up until this year now this new season, they reviewed catches right, they reviewed all touchdowns, all all scoring plays in general, all turnovers in general, right right. And now I think this year, and then the catch thing was is up in the air now. With apparently they revised. The catch piece. So this year now they're also going to be adding. They're going to be instant replay, or uh, they're able to instant replay or review um, head first tackles. Am I correct with that?
1: Probably so. The, Which that's a whole other subject. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So instant replay. If if it had to be there and it was your way, you think when it first started, when we first, when I first remember instant replay and be there. It's would you think just touchdowns and score and turnovers would be the would be the best for instant replay, no challenges uh just those two scenarios?
1: I even think it would just be touchdowns okay I'd I'd strip it that far down because with turnovers still what you see is a a five minute stoppage of play did the nose of the ball touch the you know i, I think I think one of the things that have turned people off of football to a degree is football has always been a very passion driven, hard hitting, you know, when I say fast paced, the plays are fast paced. And so when, when the game stops on a dime and there's a replay of, well, let's look at the ball from this angle. It looks like it moves about an inch and they start going into physics. I think a lot of people who watch football for what football is start tuning out do you and think, saying, I don't, do I don't care. Let's just go. Do you, you think know?
0: instant replay is killing football or is it the other stuff that's killing football? Because, you know, they say, you know, you listen to all these, these real talk shows and they say, uh, you know, <laughs> 20 years from now, football is get, will, be, will be extinct. Do you think that's true? And if it is, can the Raiders win one before,
1: uh, before that happens? <laughs> Well, the Eagles did. So, if the Eagles did, I think anything is possible. Yes. Oh God, that's the worst. We don't even
0: want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll make that another show. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? And all we have to do for that show is just like throw up the entire, you know, forty minutes. Exactly. Um, but I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't. First of all, I don't think football will die. I. I, I really don't. I think there's there's too much interest. Um, college football is just too huge. That's always going to generate players going to the NFL. Um, I, I do think the head trauma issue is tremendous, and I think it. I think there needs to be more technology to try to make the game safer. There's no question about that. I'm not. I'm not one of these um, old-time Neanderthals that says, "Well, you know, they know what they signed up for." No, I don't think anybody really signed up for not being able to control themselves and committing suicide and, and all those things at age 45 and 50. Um, so I, do I think that replay is hurting it? I, I do. Do I think it's going to be a huge component if there's a serious downturn in football? No. I, I think there are other things that are bigger. All right. So this you know, let's transition a little
0: bit. We're talking still football, but college football, the – the instant replay, I'm not completely aware of all the rules of instant replay, but I know they do review the the head, the um, the targeting play. They, I think they also review touchdowns as well as turnovers, correct?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: Now, do you see a difference in, in college football as in speed-wise with instant replay, slowing it down?
1: It, it, it does seem to be better. It does seem like college football moves along better. Um, I also think and I have no data to back this up, but it seems to me that when I'm watching an NFL game, um, there's about three times more commercial breaks than even when I'm watching a nationally televised college football game, maybe with the exception of, you know, the national championship game. They may have a lot of commercials there, but it seems like overall the game, the pacing of the game seems better in college football. Um, it, It seems like. With college, there's more emphasis on keeping the game moving and keeping it exciting. And in the NFL, whether I don't know who it is that they're they're trying to keep tailoring it to, but they keep on moving more and more and more towards getting it perfect, slowing the game down, getting in more commercials and and that's that's where I that's where I think the issue is. So you think college football's a better game than the NFL? I think in a lot of different ways it is. I, 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 I could sit here and watch college football from ten o'clock in the morning on a Saturday until midnight on that same Saturday, and only ever move to go to the toilet and in the refrigerator, and 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 never, never miss a minute, and and be flipping back and forth. I just think it's so much more dynamic and exciting, and. Um, but you were talking about the, I don't want to miss the one point you were talking about the targeting rule in college. And this is something you and I have discussed that one of the things that I feel bad for some of these college players is they genuinely are just missing on a hit and hitting a little bit uh, above where they think they're going to hit or a receiver ducks down and they catch the receiver wrong in the side of the helmet and they're thrown out of the game. And to me, if you look at a thing that can change the dynamic of a football game, throw out the best player or the best tackler or something like that in the first quarter or second quarter, and suddenly you could have a completely different football game because the guy missed a tackle by four inches. So to me, I think replay is a good thing when it comes to the targeting rule. And it should be used properly, though, where they should say, listen, this was something that was purposeful. They launched. It was an aggressive hit. That person deserves to be removed from the game versus, hey, the receiver ducked. The guy missed. There was no intent. So, yes, do the 15-yard penalty, and maybe the guy gets a you know a warning, and if he gets a second target- targeting, regardless of whether it looked intentional or not, he gets thrown out. So,
0: you know, kind of like we talked about off-air, many of times where in college basketball or even in pro uh, I think it's college basketball, you have a flagrant one and two. So right. if they, if they do an instant replay and they decide that it's flagrant one, where it's 10 yards or 15 yards, the second one you're at in a game, whatever it may be so that you're, you're good with
1: that. I am good with that because I think you've seen in college football that guys have been flagged for targeting and then, and and you may even think it live sitting here watching tv and i got a pretty good eye and there are times where i'll see it and i'll go oh man and then they show the replay and i go oh wow that wasn't quite where i thought he hit him because it does happen within the blink of an eye within a tenth of a second he's hitting the guy and and just the dynamics of it you think to yourself oh he hit him in the side of the head you look at the replay and they realize he glanced off his shoulder and it shouldn't be a foul And it saves the guy from getting thrown out of the game. So I think in that, if you're going to have penalties as heavy as you get thrown out of the game, then yes, I don't have a problem with using replay to make sure you get that part correct.
0: Okay, so sum it up right now. College football, instant replay is better than NFL, instant replay.
1: Hey, I think less is more with replay is how I would sum it up. Okay,
0: so... Now that uh, we've talked about the two sports, especially NFL, where the where instant replay has seemed to be, you know, obviously a heavy topic, not just on our uh, professional show but on other professional shows. Um,
1: what about baseball? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm a baseball fan too, and I hate it. I hate every. There is not a single scenario that I want instant replay in baseball, and in fact there's not a single scenario where I want a single rule change from 1901 in baseball. Baseball was the perfect sport. It did not need rule intervention. And yet here we are. And suddenly we've got into this mode in the last 10 years of let's change three rules a year in order to make it something that it wasn't before.
0: Well, you know, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to baseball and I, I feel the same way you do, you know, you know, um and this is a whole different podcast in general, but uh baseball they're trying to make it uh you know appeal to the younger fan look what they did with the 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 game on facebook um and they blacked it out in the the markets where the game was being played, which I think is a is a disgrace um and honestly, all they got was it was like ninety thousand viewers, whatever it may be. Those are the 90,000 old old guys like me at home during the day watching the baseball game where they could have watched it on their TV instead of watching it on their computer or their smartphone. Let's not get right. me started with that, though. But so for instant replay, we've seen instant replay creep into baseball over the last, how long you think, five, six years?
1: Yeah, it's not been
0: long. You know, has it, has it affected any major games' uh, implications, first of all, with instant replay?
1: I don't... I can't think of one where something turned on a call. Can you?
0: Not that I can, not that I know of. I can't think of anything in in the playoffs or anything to that effect that would have would have uh, that would have made a difference. Now I know in I know there's those Oriole fans out there that are listening. Uh, in 1996, when Derek Jeter uh, hit his home run with my buddy Jeffrey Mayer helping out. I'm sure. Right. They were, I'm sure they were wishing there was instant replay. But again, you know, can you? You don't. You can't go back in time, right? Because I could say, look at the Tuck rule. If they didn't have, inst- if they didn't go to instant replay, we won that game, right? Right, right. And Tom right. Brady, and it'd be Tom Brady who, you know, It'd, right. be, it'd be Rich Gannon. He's the man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think the only thing that I thought that really affected the a game was that the one that happened this year, the extra inning game. It was it the Pirates. And the, was it the Pirates and the Tigers where they they threw the guy out at home, and they said he was out or he was safe, but then they called him out. Hmm. I, they, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Then they end up playing three or four innings. But in general, they've added so much instant replay. It's really has is. They worry about the pace of the game, but is instant replay slowing it down even more? But they sure. add. But they add a time clock. Sure. I mean, are they being counterproductive?
1: Yeah, uh, I I think if anytime they talk about how much time is being saved from this year to last year, it always seems to me that it's very nominal. They'll say, well, games are being played, you know, two minutes faster or, you know, four minutes faster. Is that going to be enough? And I don't mean to answer your question with a question, but is that going to be enough where the 18 year olds that you're talking about that we can't get into baseball that don't seem to be following it, are they suddenly going to go, wow, it's four minutes faster. Now I'm going to put down the iPad and I'm actually going to watch it. Of course not.
0: I'll be honest. So, you know, I know we're talking about these instant replay, but, you know, going back with the... When I was a kid, back in the olden days, you know, um, I didn't. we didn't play a lot of baseball. I mean, we played, like, recreation, you know, the, the little leagues and stuff. But we didn't go outside and play baseball. I mean, we did, but we didn't. Most of the time, we went out and played basketball. And I still watch baseball more because basketball, there was... We only needed five people to play or six people to play. Yeah, so it hasn't changed. Nothing has changed from nineteen eighty-five to to now. Well, how did you play basketball when you were only like four foot two? Hey, listen, chubby, don't start. That's that's another broadcast too. <laughs> All right. So, do you think footballs? I mean, in baseball's instant replay is more is doing more damage
1: than football, yes. or yes. or not? Yes. Yes. Yes, because now I don't think you're gaining anything. I, I don't think, I don't think so many people are going to be coming to the game because now they know they're going to get it right. I don't, I don't ever think that that was an issue. I, I don't remember growing up people saying, "Oh my gosh, if they would have just," they are always getting the calls wrong. If they would have, yeah, I mean there was always the jokes about the blind umpire and and all that kind of stuff, but. In the end, I was always talking about, you know, the guy calling balls and strikes. You did not hear about a lot of a lot of griping about the officiating anyway. So now now that you've added it, you haven't really added any new fans in my in my estimation. But what you've done is you've taken people that are purists and are now saying, this is just another reason why I don't like baseball anymore. So I think you're probably turning off more people with it than what you're really gaining. So we, so let's say if they,
0: if they were to add, uh, you know, two challenges for balls and strikes, um, what would that equate to in the NFL
1: world? Um, gosh, if you were allowed to challenge balls and strikes, That would be like saying, I want to replay that to see if that was a false start and if the center flinched. I mean, if we get down to that much... Stop um, watching. (laughs) Stop watching. Well, and and again, this was something you and I talked about off-air at one point, but I think we both have the same feeling that if it goes long enough, we could see a day where maybe there's only one umpire on the field... That is, that is running the pace of play. But you could see a day, I think, where there is absolutely nobody at bases and nobody behind home plate. Because if you watch the ESPN broadcast, or, or any, I probably shouldn't mention a, a name like that, That's but okay. if, you watch, if you watch any uh, sportscast like that, and they have that little shadowy uh, strike zone up now, why couldn't baseball utilize that and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a camera in center field. We're going to have that little thing. And we're going to have a series of lights behind home plate and everywhere else in the stadium. And when that thing crosses, if it crosses in that gray area, we're going to put up a red light for strike, or we're going to put a green light for ball or whatever you, you could do it. So, okay. So, With all the changes in both
0: sports, including instant replay, I'm more inclined to start going away from the game I love, baseball, because of all the changes that they're making. Yes. Compared to football. Right? So Rob Manfield, you're out there. Don't change the game.
1: Please don't change the game. (laughs) Yeah, stop. stop. Stop it. There was nothing wrong with it. Stop. Uh. But instant replay, I mean, my gosh. Do I, I think part of the game, too, and, and, and this may garner some moans and groans in the three people that'll listen to us, The I think part of any game is that there is a bit of human error, deception, and things like that, where sometimes somebody will make a play and they'll make it look really good and it fools the naked eye and a call gets made and I think that's part of the game whereas uh, now we get to replay it and you see there was an inch of air if you play it back and forth ten times you can see the sneaker reached You know, it, it just becomes such a finite thing that I think it takes away from the true intent of sports, and I'll give you an example. I remember many moons ago, I was playing softball. Many moons ago, and beer league. And it's, no, it was actually a church league. Believe it or not, they still have beer at church. And yeah, might be wine. And, <laughs> and, and, and I was playing second base, and something something had occurred, and there was a runner coming towards second, and they they threw it to me and i sweep the tag and i must have missed the guy by a foot and a half because the ball kind of landed short of second base but the the umpire was behind second so i swept the tag and i started to jog off and i showed him the ball and i did it so confidently that he called the guy out and the other team couldn't believe it because they had a different angle of it they're like my gosh he missed him by 18 inches but because of the way i reacted the umpire it fooled the umpire do I think that's a terrible thing? I don't. I think some of it is it's humans playing the game, it's humans calling the game. I can live with it if during an entire season of my football team or whatever, sometimes you get calls, sometimes you don't. Sometimes a guy makes a play and he makes it look so good that it's almost a shame to take it away from him.
0: Right. Well, you so, know, that's what it does. I,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, why, that's why it turns me off, because I think to myself, man, a guy makes a circus catch, makes an unbelievable play, but because it looks like maybe this, maybe that, we're going to overturn it, and you think, man, it, 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 the, the human on the field called it, I think it should stay that way unless it's egregious. And, and here's the other part about replay that really really drives me nuts, especially with football how often they get it wrong. How often do they, I
0: mean, well, the instant replay seems to get it right, but they, they do get it wrong. I would say a good percentage of the time.
1: Yeah. Even after replay, they'll overturn it or whatever. And you're thinking to yourself, what in the world are they even looking at? I mean, it, even the, you know, you'll hear the, uh, how many times do you hear Chris Collinsworth or somebody like that? Say, I'm not even going to predict this anymore because I don't know which way they're going to go. It's exactly. This. Right. So even after the replay, which is supposed to be, unless it's a 1,000% definitive, you're not supposed to overturn a call, and yet you see things and you go, how was that definitive? They were making an assumption there. So I think they get it wrong even with replay. So if the, the whole idea is, let's be perfect and let's get it right, they don't do that anyhow. So they might as well just not do it.
0: All right. So. Sum up instant replay. We don't like it in any of the sports. We obviously we're not talking basketball or some of these other hockey. I'll be honest. I don't I don't watch enough. I mean I watch a lot of college basketball. I can tell you that it's if there is instant replay, which there are a little bit, it doesn't seem to bother me. It doesn't bother the flow of the game. I think college basketball. I don't watch pro basketball, so I don't know what the flow is like there. But I know college basketball and hockey. If there's instant replay, it's very very limited, and the sport
1: moves very smoothly. Hockey, um, as a pedestrian hockey fan, I can tell you that I think they use it pretty well in that most of what you see, the majority of what you see is going to be, did it did it enter the goal or not? I mean, that's really, and that's all I kind of ask for with football, right? Where I say, you know, did, did he get across the goal? I, I'm okay with looking at that. with With hockey, it's, did the entirety of the puck get across the goal? They have a great above shot, so it usually doesn't take very long. And you can have times where, yeah, you know, that puck's traveling at 105, 110 miles an hour sometimes, and it'll bounce off of something either the back bar or at the top of the net. And I, I can imagine that the the referees might say, I don't know. I mean, that happened so fast, I don't even know if that went in or not. They take, like you said, it flows very well. You take two minutes, a minute, they go, yep, goal, boom. The only time I don't particularly care for replay uh, in hockey is, and I don't know if you knew that they did this, but one of the things that they'll look at is if the team was offside when it brought the puck into the zone.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. I've seen a couple of those calls, yeah. I
1: hate those. <laughs> and it's always like, did somebody's toe – reach you know did he drag because a lot of times those plays a guy has to drag his back foot in order to stay on side and you'll see these views of oh you know one inch did it come see that's where i hate green play <laughs> to me you know what it wasn't called it must have been close enough that it didn't need to be called let that go i'd rather know hey did it go through the net or not um football same way did it go over the goal. Now baseball interestingly enough, we talk about um do do I want replay on a home run? Absolutely not. Um because again, I think it can still be an arbitrary thing. How do you measure on a blast that's high and long the 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 fair pole only goes up so far? To be able to see, especially when balls are curling and wind and everything else, um, now you know you, you just make the call and, and you go with it. As far as as pro basketball, um, I think what I think what them and college basketball do is I think they put an emphasis on we're not going to look at this very long. We're going to take one good look at it, and and we're going to make the call. All right.
0: Well, I mean, instant replay is definitely uh, a hindrance and, uh, and a helpful in uh, in, in sports. Uh, I know that, obviously, Tom, as you can tell, is very opinionated about it. Uh, about everything. About everything, of course. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, there's so much more to talk about instant replay. We don't have 100 hours because, Tom, honestly, Tom can talk forever. Forever. Yes. So, there's another segment here on running up the score that uh that we're gonna do uh each week or each day whenever we do the show it's called top five and each week one of us is gonna uh present the other with a top five and since i'm talking now i'm gonna give tom the top five that he has to present that i'm gonna present to him and then give me his top five and it could be short answers tom it doesn't have to be dis- dissertations or anything like that just okay great just awesome. for, just for the record Okay. So you
1: don't want a dissertation, is what you're saying. That's yeah. a polite way of saying, okay, keep it short. Okay. No, no, you
0: no, have to keep it short. It's definitely going to be conversational, though, because I have, I'm going to give you my opinion of the, the top five as well. So cool. top five, since we've been talking a lot about baseball today, I want you to give me your top five player pitchers that are not in the Hall of Fame, that should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, Wow. What if they aren't in yet?
0: That okay. Um players that are not that are eligible to be
1: in the hall of fame now. Oh man. Top five players that should be in the hall of fame. Uh, you know, I'm probably gonna throw some names out there and you're gonna say no, he's actually in the hall of fame. Okay, go ahead. Um
0: now he's going- in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um,
0: wow. Do you want me to give you one? I'll start you off if that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, please do. Okay, so number five, and it's really uh, near and dear to my heart, Donald Arthur Mattingly. Yeah. First baseman, New York Yankees, for those that don't know who he is. Um, I understand why he's not in, but I think... Uh, the circumstances of the you know the way baseball has changed. Uh, Don Mattingly probably dominated baseball for about five years, uh, eighty four to like almost ninety. Um, MVP one year did never never made never went to a World Series. Only played a one playoff game. He has eleven eleven Gold Gloves, a batting title. Like I said, an MVP um, on really bad Yankee teams. I mean, he really wasn't on any great Yankee teams now to say that if we had the wild card like we had now, he would have made the playoffs two additional times.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it often brings up the subject of, uh, is it fair that guys don't get some of these major awards based on the fact that they were on crappy teams? It's a major award,
0: Christmas story. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I threw yeah. stuff in there, by the way. It's, yeah, that's good. Uh, All right, so give me a player. You're you're, uh, you're dilly dallying here, sir.
1: No, I am. Um, I was trying to think of some of the, you know. I was I was an old. I used to follow the Phillies for a long time, and I used to follow the the Orioles for a long time. Um, I was trying to think, you know, back to some of those guys that might not be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously I would never say Pete Rose because I don't think Pete Rose deserves to be in the hall of fame. Well, that's a story uh, that
0: we're going to talk. That's another, just for the folks out there, that is going to be uh, a full hall of fame conversation. So, uh and Pete Rose will be the topic of that, to be honest with you, because I, I disagree with Tom, and we're going to talk about that in
1: the future show. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, goodness. Yeah. I, 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 hate it that I'm just drawing a blank here. I, because I'm not up on some of the guys that have gotten in recently. Is Ricky Henderson in the Hall of Fame? Um, I will tell you. I I believe he is. I don't
0: actually. You know what? I don't think he is. Um, uh, yes, uh, Ricky Henderson is. I'll do the uh, the the check here. Let's see, Ricky Henderson. All right. So uh, I don't, I don't think so. But going back to Mattingly, I mean, Alan Trammell made it to the uh, into the Hall of Fame. Is that because he won the World Because Cha- he won a World
1: Series? I think it certainly helps. I, I do. I think you know. I, I think. I think a good example of that is a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who's an average quarterback, and yet because he won uh, championship rings, everybody points to those and says, "Well, yeah, he has to be in the Hall of Fame because he has you know whatever it is, three Super Bowls or." two Super Bowls, I guess it's two. Um, So that automatically means A equals B. And my argument is, well, then everybody, every single person that played on both of those Super Bowl winning teams deserves to be in all the same because they were there too. Well, same with the Hall of Fame and same with even the Heisman. I I think a lot of stock is placed in how many times did that team win? And I think Trammell kind of, Got the benefit of that.
0: Okay. Well, I'll give you number four since you're you're dilly dallying. Eh? Oh, I, I gave you Henderson, right? A Henderson, but I think he's in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Garvey, from the the Los Angeles Dodgers. And
1: hey, I never liked Steve Garvey.
0: Never liked Steve Garvey.
1: No, never never a Steve Garvey fan. Um, he had
0: he two ninety four. He had uh, ten All Star appearances, won the NL MVP in nineteen seventy four as well. Um, he led the league twice in hits and batted over .300 seven times. I
1: still never liked him. Never um, liked him. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and he well, does hold great- the
0: National League record for most consecutive games played. Okay, all
1: right.
0: So no, no. So Steve Garvey, number four, not Steve Harvey, Steve Garvey.
1: <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. you're you're gonna have to keep filling in here. Okay. I'm- I'm just not not sure who's in. it's Pete's top five. Um, number, yes, Pete's top five. Yes. Okay,
0: but you can give me. You know, you can give me some uh, thoughts on why um, number number three, the great Thurman Munson. Oh, he's not in. He's not in. No.
1: How many seasons did he play?
0: He played from 70 to halfway through '79.
1: I, I, that surprises me.
0: I really thought he would have been in. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, again, he won two World Series, three straight pennants. He was a seven-time All Star, won the American League MVP in seventy six. Was a Rookie of the Year in seventy. Um, his career average is about two ninety two. But you know, think about it; it's a different ball game then two ninety two. Now he'd be making thirty million dollars a year, right? Yeah. You know, he played in sixteen all sixteen World Series games. At a 373. Um, just you know, a great ball player. I, I mean Johnny Bench is there, Carlton Fisk. I know he's probably three out of those three, but still I, I think
1: he should be there. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. I I really his name had crossed my mind and I thought, no, I think he's in. Uh that's that's amazing that he's not in.
0: All right. Number two. Oh, yeah, by the way, Ricky Henderson was elected in the Hall of Fame in 2009. Okay. Number two, Mike Mussina.
1: Never won a World Series. Yeah, he's a tough one. He's a tough one because, you know, I mean, obviously we watched him a lot as an Oriole, and he was considered the ace of the squad then. Um, What are his career stats?
0: I'll give you some of his career stats.
1: Um, so
0: he overall might be seen as two hundred seventy wins, hundred fifty three losses. Now, remember, he was in the same era of Glavin, Maddox, Clemens. I mean, they all won three hundred games, but right. two seventy. Um, it's almost exact to the uh, the Jim Palmer stats. Jim Palmer won two hundred sixty eight games and and lost one hundred fifty two games. Um, he's got seven Gold Gloves. Uh his strikeout to strikeout to walk ratio is three and a half to one. Um he's pitched over three thousand innings. He's oh he's been in the top top five of the um the Cy Young Award nine times. He's been an all-star five times. Um you know, he only won twenty games once in his whole career. But he was again on some bad Oriole teams yes. as well. I mean he I mean, I did they make the playoffs at all with him? Well he made the playoffs in ninety six. As an Oriole against the Yankees, right? Yes. And then he came to the Yankees and went to the 2001 World Series but didn't win.
1: So Mike Messina, number two. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because, you know, everybody makes such a big deal about the 300 threshold that that's like some magic. You know, you're automatically in if you get 300 and you're basically not in unless you did something really amazing somewhere else at that 300 mark. And that may not be fair. It may not be fair to say, well, you know, there's X number of times that you've got to do this in order to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, if you think about it
0: now, what pitcher is going to go win 300 games? How many are going to pitch 30 games a season? How many are going to pitch seven innings a game? Yeah. I mean, Mike Messina well, is the, is the end of that error. I mean, he really is. Yeah.
1: yeah. the The Orioles wish they could have somebody that could go four innings right now. Much less seven, you know. And then that brings up, and you know, maybe this is for next time when we talk about the Hall of Fame. Having relievers in the Hall of Fame—that's another thing that is hotly contested. Is should I think Lee Smith isn't? Is he not one that has been hanging on the edge of yes of uh, the Hall of Fame forever?
0: Yes. So Tom has alluded to it. Our next show uh, uh, here on Stuff with Running Up the Score. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. That's why I'm prepping this whole top five for Tom. Uh, just giving him some uh, production notes here on, on the fly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So number one, my opinion, not in the Hall of Fame, uh, should be there, Fred McGriff. The crime dog. The Ryan, Yeah, the crime dog. He never hit 40 homers. He did hit 30-plus homers 30, uh, 10 times. Um, knocked in 100 or more runs eight times, five-time All-Star, finished in the top 10 MVP voting six times, career average 284, 493 home runs, 1,500 RBIs. I mean, they say the magic number is 500 for homers. He's pretty damn close.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And he was a great defensive player, too.
1: I would go with that. I would. Now, he was on Um, your
0: Blue Jays when they won the World Series, wasn't he?
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know, I, I think about other guys that that haven't been able to get there, like a Tim Raines. I know that's another name that has probably. I think he's been Hall of Fame eligible for 47 years. Isn't and, he getting, is he
0: getting in this year? Did he get in already, or now? I don't
1: think so. I think he missed again. So, um, and and do you know? And again, not to delve too far into next week's conversation, but did you know? Now they've gone with being eligible 15 years now you can only be eligible for 10 years
0: yeah they changed
1: yeah they've changed the whole the whole hall of fame voting
0: we'll talk about that a lot on our next show as well by the way tim raines tim raines senior is in the hall of fame as of last year um so just so the folks out there know we're not professional we're not great we're okay but uh we like to talk sports we may not know all the facts but we're going to give you what we know
1: (laughs) that's right And, and we'll we'll and we'll bs what we don't <laughs> that's know? right
0: exactly so we have our, we had a hall of fame we talked about the uh instant replay tom i think this was a great first show absolutely you did pretty good as a co-host
1: thank you uh, I, I listen i i under i underestimated your hosting skills i think uh i think there's a future in this for you i i, I really do i think it's uh it was a lot of fun and uh you do pretty well as a as a main cog it that, but you got to stop hitting me with topics that I need a little bit of prep work well, on. I'm good next week. I'm giving you one and it's probably going to be something like, uh, I want you to give me the top five Czechoslovakian woman chess players. Uh, I was thinking like, uh,
0: most pop, uh, top five players with the starting in the letter a or something like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to be in deep poop. If I do the, something like that, and I'll be honest, you know, um, I'm not a great host. I do my best. I learn from my partners in crime that are out there. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. Running up the score with Tom and I, uh, talking everything sports. You can find us on on uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Stuff You Don't Need to Know is found on brothersinarmchairs.com, along with a bunch of other great nerdy topics. Uh, sports is just as nerdy as any of these other sports. Uh, other shows and other things, comic books. Um, You can nerd out on all of it. So, Tom, next time we play ball. All right, you got it. Okay, see you then.
1: All right, thanks.